1: Hello and welcome to Ask Wildman. Um, My name is Miles Bassett, CEO of Wildman Web Solutions. Uh, For those of you who don't know, we're a small digital agency based in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, We work with small businesses to help get them online, doing websites, e-commerce, SEO, mobile apps, social media, everything. Um, So in this new upside down world of ours with every kind of business, working their way and getting themselves online, um, establishing their online presence or expanding it, Uh, we thought that we'd start doing uh, sort of an AMA, Q&A style show uh, where we just answer all your questions. Uh, We get a lot of questions uh, via email, call, um, you know, trying to Uh, figure out how to fix their website or set up an online store or something. We just wanted to answer everyone's questions all at once. And this is a a live stream to do it. So if you are a business owner out there just starting uh, to get yourself online, or if you already have an online presence and you want to know how to expand it, you got some questions, this is the show for you. So again, my name is Miles Bastet. I'm for the technical side of the house over at Wildman Web Solutions. Joining me on the call today um, is Mike Hanna. Good morning, Miles. Good morning. How are you doing?
0: I'm just peachy. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing pretty good. So Mike is the uh, sort of sales and marketing side of Wildman Web Solutions. Uh, he helps with the, the, the strategy side of things, social media marketing. He is our in-house marketing expert. So any questions you have on digital marketing, on social media, I'm going to pass over to him and we'll see what we can do. Hi, Philip. Thanks for joining. Anyone who wants to join, we've got this link here. Please like and share. i want to try to get this out to as many people as possible to answer as many questions possible over the next half hour or so. So please like and share, push this out to anyone who might be interested. We do have a couple of questions sent in beforehand uh, that I think we're gonna go ahead and get started on. Um, these are just sort of, standard questions we've been getting a lot over the last couple of weeks Um, if you want to input your questions just throw them in the comments here or you can email us we'll try to get to you Um, you can email us askwildman at wildmanweb.com so let's do let's do one for you mike first which one would you like to do
0: oh i have no idea what they are so go ahead shoot (laughs) one over to me
1: (laughs) all right (laughs)
0: You're not sharing that screen with me.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, here's one we get a lot. Um, so I know this kind of differs based on what platform we're talking about, but what is the best time to fo- to post on social media?
0: Okay. Well, it does uh, typically vary a lot, you know, from from platform to platform, and even over years, it's varied. Uh, but I think in general terms, I mean. I would probably, you know, cross-reference what I'm about to tell you with, uh, you know, several different Google searches. But I think earlier in the day for platforms like LinkedIn that are more business-related, uh, mid to afternoon for things like Facebook and Instagram is is going to be your best bet. But you know, generally speaking, if it's something that has a lot of legs to it, meaning you're expecting to get a lot of engagement or a lot of shares from it, if it's a big announcement or you know, a big newsworthy type of post, I would do that uh, mid morning, uh, you know, at t- 10 o'clock, you know, whatever time zone you're in is pretty ideal. And, and that's what we do a lot of times in the entertainment world. You know, if there's a big tour that's about to go on sale, an announcement or something like that, is, you know, we typically uh, do that announcement at between 9 and 11 in the morning. And the thinking on that is as the shares multiply throughout the day, You're going to get, you know, you're going to get sort of an extended uh, presence in the algorithm, if you will. And so people will see it multiple times throughout the day and get that good frequency going. But uh, overall, if if you're asking, if you're spending too much time on that question, I'd actually ask you to back up a little bit and maybe do an audit of your content because you may not be posting enough. Uh, I think that's really only a question we should, should we should consider if it's a really big announcement, if it's something newsworthy or something like that. Uh, if we're just talking about when to post regular content, right now, all the time, as much as you can, uh, that's really, you know, the answer rather than, you know, sometimes we get bogged down in, in these, uh, you know, overanalyzing our moves and it leads to us making less moves. Uh, you know, really for most businesses, especially if you're uh, If you're a small business and you have multiple facets to your business, meaning you have multiple uh, income streams and things that you can talk about without just repeating yourself over and over again, you should probably be posting three to six times a day. Uh, And so I would be trying to schedule out one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and maybe one in the late afternoon, early evening. Uh, And don't overlook uh, weekends either. There's actually a tremendous amount of – Traffic and engagement that happens on Facebook on uh, Sunday evening, which people may not normally think about, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my my overall go to. There is uh, just keep posting uh, as much as you can because that that's that's really what we should be uh, concerned about.
1: So on social media, we should be social. That's the answer here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. I'll take uh, your will, Mike and- Anna. Yeah, I'll add add a couple of things, you know, to that uh, to kind of flesh it out. You know, the next question that people always ask is, well, okay, well, how much posting is too much posting? Right. Uh, You know, like I said before, three to six times a day is probably your ideal zone. But we also don't want to post right on top of each other. So I wouldn't want to do three posts within 30 minutes. That's just going to confuse the algorithm. You do want to space them out a little bit. And as long as it's not spammy, as long as we're keeping our compass about content of what is the end user getting out of this, are we educating them, are we informing them, or are we entertaining them with our posts and our content, uh, then we can really get away with posting quite a bit of stuff uh, without wearing them down. And then, you know, the, I guess the nature of that question to begin with is when should I post? What they're really asking is how do I get more people to see my organic content or my non-paid content? Um, and I think that there's some other factors that you could do that actually have a much bigger impact than the time that you post it. Uh, for example, you need to be including video if you can, but at least a picture really with every single post you do, because that is, um, basically given more weight in the algorithm than just text. You know, the algorithm loves video and then second it loves, uh, pictures and third, it loves text. And then there's even a whole other hierarchy above that. And that is any new tool that a platform unveils, you want to be able to put as much of your content into that platform as you can. I'll give you an example. Uh, Facebook Live right now, which we're you know, putting this out to, is going to get a much bigger algorithm boost than your regular post, even if it had a picture or a video with it, because Facebook wants you to use the Facebook Live. So they're putting more credence to that, in their algorithm. Same thing with Facebook groups, uh, stories, you know, things like that, on, on other platforms, even besides Facebook, if they come out with a new tool, whoop, re-engineer your, your content plan to include that tool, uh, because that's going to get you more organic views.
1: Awesome. Well, again, for those watching, if you have any questions about business, about technology, about marketing, Uh, or just want to ask how our day's been, Uh, you can throw those questions in the comment or email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. We'll try to get to everyone's here. Um, But we'll just keep going on this social media train. Um, I've gotten several questions about hashtags. So I wanted to just go over hashtag 101 here. Uh, Mike, you can jump in whenever you want here. But... Basically, for those of us who don't know, who maybe haven't gotten a whole lot uh, or gotten into social media a whole lot, um, if you're not using hashtags, you're you're missing out. Uh, the stats show that tweets with hashtags are being uh, like 33% more likely to get retweeted. Uh, but basically, they are a Word or group of words turn into a link that can be searched. It's a way to categorize and interact with social media posts. And they're used differently on different social media platforms. Um, First of all, if you haven't created a hashtag before, don't do punctuation. Don't do spaces. Everything you learned about grammar, just leave it at the door when you come in for hashtags. So the best way to separate out words is going to be with capitals like this so the first word or first letter in each word is capitalized out Uh, but Mike if you want to talk a little bit about how uh, these things differ from platform to platform Twitter Facebook Instagram how do you hashtag
0: sure Uh, I mean I think overall the the general principle which, which you touched on there is is the same across all the platforms I think different platforms um, uh, put more weight behind them than others. Like to me, I, I don't really see the point personally in using hashtags on Facebook. I don't think that really gets, gets you anything. Uh, it might let in your copy in, in your text. Uh, but people aren't really searching for, for terms and, uh, and things the way that they was, for example, on Instagram with hashtags. Uh but then, you know, something like LinkedIn uh, is a little bit more hashtag based, kind of like Instagram is where you can actually follow a hashtag. Um, and so I would really encourage people on those two platforms, especially to be using hashtags. in. And I guess I'll throw Twitter in there, too, with pretty much any single post. Uh, That doesn't mean you have to go crazy with them. You know, I see some people put 20, 30, 40, you know, hashtags uh, in a post. I don't think that's necessary. But what you need to do as a small business owner is identify in your area, in your immediate um, zone of business, what are the four to eight to maybe 10 or 12 relative hashtags to your business and more more importantly, to your audience uh, that you can be including in there so that you're getting found in those searches organically. You know, it's really just kind of a hack, uh, a way to get found more, get more likes, get more follows, get more views uh, than posting without uh, hashtags. So, I guess that's my two cents on it. I don't know if I answered your question or not, Miles. But uh, you know, really, really important stuff, uh, especially on on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, I would pretty much not use it though on facebook it's not going to hurt anything if you do it's just uh not something you really need to spend a whole lot of time on
1: yeah again that wasn't really much of a a direct question more of an amalgamation of people asking uh where do i do this i see these piles of hashtags mm-hmm. on instagram and i see all these articles of how to use it where not to use it that these things mm-hmm. work they don't work and just want to cut through the bs there and and uh you know figure out how I, to use guess those things. I guess I'll add
0: one more thing to that. You know, another great tool that they can be used for, and again, this goes back to, you know, identifying which are the most relevant hashtags to you and your business in your area, is that can be a great way for you to jump into conversations and engage with people. So, not even coming from your own page or your own content, uh, but if I search a relative hashtag to my business or my industry, uh, I can come up with, you know, just hours and hours and hours of content that then I can go in and I can engage with that. I can leave my two cents, not in a spammy way, but, you know, in a meaningful engagement way of, uh, enter, entering the conversation. You see a lot of this on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and that, that can be a way that I can gain exposure for myself and my business. And, uh, and, at least hopefully, you know, be looked upon as, as somebody that that's an expert uh, by the people who are reading that thread.
1: Gotcha. Well, let's see where we are over here. Tell you what, let's move off social media. Got another question What is an SSL certificate?
0: Oh, okay. Well, do you want to handle that one?
1: I will handle that one. Yeah, moving into the technical here a little bit. Um, So, the technical answer is that SSL uh, stands for Secure Sockets Layer. Um, It's There's really no need to really know that. Um, But pretty much, this is, you know, have you ever noticed that some websites have HTTP at the beginning while others have HTTPS? Uh, Maybe you've noticed that little tiny lock icon at the top uh, left hand corner of your browser. That is the SSL search. So, uh, websites with the HTTPS have the SSL certificate. this is pretty much a secure protocol developed for sending sensitive information over the internet. Uh, if a website you're on has an SSL, it means that the site is secure and encrypted. Any data you enter is safe, uh, safely shared with that website and with only that website. Um, Pretty much it was developed for uh, you know banks and websites accepting credit card information so that your information couldn't be intercepted by hackers or other third parties um, and you know, otherwise taken from you. Um, the SSL allows for your browser and the website server to uh, securely form a bond so that that your information can go to that website and that website only. It can't be intercepted halfway through. But you might be thinking, you know, I'm not accepting payment uh, or any other sensitive information on my website. Why do I have to worry about this SSL? And that is because of a change that happened in 2014. Um, Google saw these SSLs um, as advantages on on websites. So they started prioritizing websites in search that had this certificate. Um, That means that, you know, if you are being searched for, and your, com- your competition has this certificate and you don't, they're going to show up before you. But more than that, they actually started to display those things. So you might recognize something like this, where you get a little exclamation point up there that says not secure on your website if you don't have it, and you get a nice little uh, lock, a green lock icon if you do have that. So for user experience alone, it's really nice to have this SSL because people will see that nice little green lock rather than immediately seeing this warning icon when they go to your website. But beyond that, there is an SEO benefit to it. So uh, search engines started to prioritize websites with this SSL on there, Um, so as soon as you get it on there, well, basically they saw it as a way of verifying your identity. The first step in getting an SSL on your website is to verify who you are, verify your identity, and verify that you actually own the website. That was the way that they actually uh, you know, pass these out to the proper individuals, the people who actually owned these websites. So Google saw that as a good way of indicating which sites were good and which sites were bad. Uh, the ones who were fishing for information or um, you know doing other malicious activity probably weren't going to be able to go through that verification process. Uh, so the websites that have this certification were therefore prioritized. Now uh, that's only gotten more and more important in search algorithms where it's become less of a nice to have and more of a need to have. Um, Good news is that they've gotten easier and easier to get. Now people are just handing these things out like candy. Uh, If you buy a domain from Google, they come with a free SSL. If you get uh, hosting from certain hosting providers, I think I know Google does it. I think SiteGround does it. Some other providers. Um, We provide free SSLs with all of our hosting uh, programs. So if you're getting a new website, if you're upgrading, um, if you're updating your subscription or something ask about an ssl if you don't have one already and get it set up in there because chances are you can get it for free and that is uh, a nice like i said it's nice for the users to be able to see that little secure icon and it gives you a free seo boost for doing literally nothing so that's kind of an ssl there i think i i've probably over answered that question but <laughs> <It> we <was very laughs> like the, thorough technical side of things. It's
0: very thorough.
1: Well, that's my job. (laughs) So again, if you have any questions, throw them in the comments here, email us askwildman at wildmanweb.com. All right, see what we have over here. Again, this is Ask Wildman from Wildman Web Solutions. We're a small agency in Lawrence, Kansas, we focus on helping small businesses get themselves online, grow, establish, otherwise build their online presence through websites, social media, SEO, everything. So in these crazy upside down times of the, uh, the COVID-19 epidemic, we are trying to get as much information out there to all of our business partners and uh, businesses in the Lawrence area specifically um, to help them get themselves online online help them expand their online presence and get through this. So what do we have? Here's a good one. We can go on for a little while, Mike. Okay. What you got? All right. What is the best way to advertise on a very limited budget?
0: (laughs) Yes, we we get that one a lot, don't we? Um, a nice-looking young man with a great smile and a sandwich shine, uh, sitting out on Sixth Street, is probably going to be your cheapest way uh, to get your message seen. But there's a few other ways uh, that may be a little bit, a little bit easier, a little bit more traceable uh, that we could do on a limited budget. You know, I guess, um, you know, without without knowing the type of of industry of, of who asked that question, I'm, I'm going to have to go really general with this. You know, but obviously uh, there are a lot of ways out there you can be using um, no budget and still getting marketing and advertising across, you know, uh, organic reach is not dead. And especially if you're a B2B business, well, my gosh, LinkedIn uh, has been, you know, completely overhauled in the last two years and is a great content platform and you can actually get your posts seen uh, without having to pay for them. So, We all remember, what was it, four or five years ago when uh, Facebook really changed the algorithms and all of a sudden, you know, businesses' posts couldn't be seen uh, near as much and it's just continued to to dwindle and dwindle and dwindle every year since then. Uh, And a lot of small businesses had to scramble uh, because that was their entire marketing plan. They thought that they could just advertise for free uh, on Facebook. Of course, that probably wasn't the best plan uh, to begin with. But uh, LinkedIn is a huge opportunity right now. If you're in the B2B space, uh, if you're in the B2C space, uh, I think uh, Instagram is a great way to advertise uh, either organically, or there's uh, there's a lot less you know pushback there in terms of the supply and demand for ads. Uh, and even right now on Facebook, there's a lot of opportunities for people. You know, uh, things like Fortune 500 companies and you know big big. Uh, SaaS players and e-commerce players that were spending gobs and gobs of money, maybe in your category, on Facebook in the past, have pulled back, and so there's a lot of opportunity right now where you can get results on Facebook for five to ten dollars a day. You know, per ad is what I'm talking about. If you're doing it the correct way and you're really, you know, building out some good, engageable engageable content, if you have a good leads generation funnel and a way to capture those leads and follow up on them, uh, you don't need a huge budget these days to advertise. But to give you a couple of tactical things, and I mentioned a few of them before, uh, Facebook groups. I would certainly start a Facebook group. If you haven't already, that is a great way. It doesn't cost a dime people are going to see your posts, people are going to engage with your posts, and you're going to be able to look like, you know, again, an expert uh, in your field, as long as the content you're putting out in those groups, you know, goes back to our our North Star of being informative, being educational, or being entertaining. Uh, I would be doing things like this, uh, Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live. Uh, IGTV is a relatively new uh, platform on Instagram. where. You used to be able to be stifled on video to only 60 seconds. Now you can do several minutes on IGTV, so you can do long-form video on that. Uh, Again, video, like we talked about before, is going to be ascended in the algorithms across all these platforms. So as much video content as you can produce, uh, that is great. And whether that's going out and hiring a professional to make content for you or just using your phone or both, you know that I, Again, I, you know, I wish I had more specifics on who was asking this question, but let's say you had $1,000 a month to spend right now on advertising. You could do a lot of damage, uh, I feel like, across any of those platforms, as long as you were using all the organic tools to your best advantage and you were using video uh, for your paid ads and really doing things smart with your paid ads like setting up a retargeting funnel – so that you know, you know, as your ad campaign is going on, that you're basically spending money only on the people who are interested in your products and services and you're weeding out those who are not as interested. You know, this is not the time um, to be spraying and praying. You know, this is not the time to be uh, doing things that are not trackable. I would want to track every single cent that I, I spent on marketing and advertising, uh, you know in general, but especially, uh, in these days. And so that means I wouldn't do anything that I, uh, I couldn't easily track. So, you know, all, all traditional forms of media probably out the window, uh, except for maybe the guy with the sandwich shine, uh, on Sixth street, you know, I I still think that's a pretty good play, but, (laughs) uh, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that, that folks can be doing. Uh, email is certainly not dead and that is certainly affordable. Uh, you, know, you got to be more clever. you know. I, I wouldn't put a spammy subject line in my emails and uh, expect to get results with that. But if you're putting really good content out in your email, if you're really empowering your audience through uh, your content, uh, it will be, get seen, it will get opened, it will get used. Facebook Messenger is a goldmine right now. And that is something I would be recommending really to whatever industry or any budget you're in that you're utilizing Facebook Messenger. People are opening those. People are engaging with them. Again, you can't be spammy with it, uh, but also something like a chatbot. Really, people, I think people don't understand uh, how affordable those are, that technology is, and the benefits that you can get from it, uh, If you, especially if you're able to integrate that with your marketing campaign as a whole. Man, you could really do some damage uh, with something like $1,000 a month uh, if you had a, uh, an effective chatbot Utilizing um, your lead generation and then putting those leads into your Facebook Messenger to follow up with people. Now, Facebook clamped down a little bit on that um, recently, so it's not it's not as a deadly of a weapon as it was just a few months ago. But it's still uh, really, really important uh, to be using Facebook Messenger for your marketing and, and your and your outreach as long as along with your email because it's uh, really affordable and a great way to get seen. I, don't, I can awesome. keep going on that if you want, Miles. But
1: <laughs> well, uh, I, I think we've pretty much driven that one home. But uh, there is one bit that, um, you know, one one part of that question that I've gotten several times. People are okay. on Facebook. They're looking at different ways to try to push their content a little bit more, and they keep getting that notification of, "Hey, this post is doing your is doing well. Boost your post here. Spend five dollars and reach." 10 million people or whatever kind of crazy, uh, (laughs) stats they're giving you here. Um, can you just talk a little bit about boosting a post versus doing Facebook ads and, you know, where, where each of those belong?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's a, a layered question. It's hard to answer that without, um, knowing who I'm talking to, but generally this is really generally speaking, you know, I, I think that, uh, doing a boosted post, if you don't know how to do, you know, a regular Facebook ad or a dark post or you can't afford to or or you don't have uh, – you don't know somebody to hire to do that for you, I think a boosted post is better than not doing anything. Um, but, you know, it's certainly not an efficient way to spend your advertising dollars. Um, it's, it's more taking that spray and pray approach. You know, it's more just – really, um, I think overvaluing reach and not to say that reach isn't important, you know, cause, you, cause you really can, you know, reach a lot of people with uh, a Facebook boosted post for a little bit of money. You know, I, I know that was an exaggeration, you know, the $10 for 10 million people, but you really can reach a whole lot of people for yeah, just 10 $20 a day or something on a boosted post. But are those your people? You know, are and are you able to really track off that boosted post? Uh, you know how effective it was. I don't think you are near as much as an actual Facebook ad campaign. You know the difference. Uh, let me give you an example. You know the difference. A boosted post. Think of a boosted post as a, a station wagon with an automatic transmission, and think of a a well coordinated you know Facebook advertising campaign as a um, a brand new Tesla with a five speed automatic right you know the, you know they they're, they both could could get you there right if you just going to the grocery store they both could get you there now you have to have a whole lot more knowledge to drive the tesla to get the performance out of it that really makes the tesla you know the ultimate machine compared to the manual station wagon uh you can also wreck that tesla if you don't know what you're doing so <laughs> You know, do I want somebody who's never tried to do Facebook advertising before to take their life savings and dive in with it with both feet uh, and try to teach themselves how to do it? Probably not a good idea. You know, you probably want to hire a professional to do that. Uh, But a lot of times, especially in this environment, we can't hire a professional. So, uh, you know, boosted posts is not the end of the world, but I certainly wouldn't make that my focus and I certainly wouldn't spend a whole lot of money on that because it's just not a uh, great ROA return on your ad spend or return on investment uh, compared to typically what you're going to get out of a Facebook ad campaign. But, you know, if, if somebody wants to, whoever answered that question, if they want to, you know, DM us and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I could give them a more specific answer tailored to their business. Actually, after, after I really saw, you know, what they were going to be doing with that boosted post, but you know, it is what it is in terms of Facebook uh, organic reach. You know, if you're not going to get a whole lot of organic reach, so I think the bottom line on Facebook is you really should be spending money somehow, some way. Uh, and if that's a boosted post, well, like I said, it's better than nothing. But at some point, and maybe this is the perfect time. You know, maybe this is the perfect time uh, for a business owner, especially if their business is shut down and they don't. I know they. They never don't have anything to do, but they have, if they have less to do and they're financially secure, okay, but maybe I would tell that person, hey, take a couple thousand dollars, do some trial and error, teach yourself how to do this uh, because it is going to be a great skill to learn how to do a regular Facebook ads campaign as opposed to just boosting it. But that's why they have the boosted posts there and that's why they're always teasing you know the business pages with it because they know business owners are busy. They know they don't have the time to learn how to, the Tesla operates and how to drive it. You know to get its utmost performance, and so it's an easy shortcut that allows them to do something, and it's better than nothing. But yeah, certainly, um, I would have either myself and as a as a owner or CEO of an organization or somebody uh, high up in my staff be learning that stuff right now. If we already didn't have somebody in house. Uh, to take us to the next level of Facebook marketing because there's a whole bunch of opportunity out there. And again, I'm only talking to those people who are financially secure and they know that they're going to be open in three months and they're going to have capital to spend. You know, Those people right now, they should be doubling down on Facebook uh, and really all all, uh, social media advertising. And so for those people, I would say don't do the boosted post. Uh, Now's the time to uh, take it up to the next level.
1: You touched on something there that kind of applies to all of our questions here. Obviously, we're trying to be a little bit general here. We're talking to everyone all at once, uh, but it'd be much better to talk to you one-on-one, really figure out what your business is doing, the specific challenges of your industry and of your business, um, and and give you a tailored answer to your specific situation. So um, if you do have any questions, uh, reach out to us, go to our website. Uh, wildmanweb.com. You can again email us Wildman at wildmanweb.com. Uh, comment here, follow us at wildmanweb, uh, and we'll try to get to your questions specifically uh, as best as we can. I'm going to shift gears here a little bit and talk about SEO this is one we get a lot of questions about generally people just asking what is it should i be doing it mm-hmm. they look into it it's immensely complicated or crazy expensive but you know everyone wants to be found online so just want to do some real uh simple seo questions answers here if anyone wants me to dive into anything again just throw it in the comments um and i'll expand on it but um for those of you who don't know, SEO stands for search engine optimization, it's the idea that you can work within the algorithms of different search engines to get your content, your website, your social media, your blog posts to rank higher than the competition. Uh, you want to get to that first page of of Google primarily uh, in order to get your page found. So. Um, if you want to do some SEO, you want to uh, maybe you have a little bit of extra time during this uh, epidemic um, and you want to work on your website a little bit, you want to increase your search ranking, get yourself up to that second, maybe even first page of Google. Um, I think the first thing for you to start doing is keyword planning and keyword research. Keywords are the things that people are actually searching for in order to find you. Um, A lot of people will go a little bit too generic when they're focusing on these things. Uh, So for example, a uh, windshield repair company will try to rank for the word windshield because of course, someone searching for windshield, you want them to find you, but that's far too generic. You remember online, you're competing against the rest of the planet. So um, something that, that broad, something that vague, you're just not gonna be able to compete on the world stage national stage may even have trouble competing locally for some of those more general keywords. So my advice on keywords is to do niche keywords that are targeted and relevant. So when you're doing that keyword planning keyword research at the very beginning, um, make sure that you're picking uh, you're targeting keywords that are relevant enough to get your, uh, your business appearing in front of people. Um, but you wanna appear in front of the the right audience, not just anyone and everyone. It's kinda of what Mike was saying earlier on advertising. You don't wanna just spray and pray here. You want to get in front of the right people. So choosing something um, instead of just windshield, you're gonna do something more like uh, car chipped glass Lawrence, Kansas, or something like that. And these keywords are the ones that you're gonna to try to build into the body of your website, put it in your titles put it in your blog posts. put these keywords on your social media, and really focus your, your content creation around this keyword set. Do a little bit of research, find out who's showing up for what. Um, there are lots of uh, SEO tools out there to help you do a little bit of keyword research. If you just search keyword research, then uh, a bunch of free tools will pop up and help you do that. Um, you can use incognito windows um, or in private browsers in order to search without your personal search history and um, caching and cookies being, um, you know, affecting your searches. But in general, before you do anything, before you put any time or money into any SEO work, do a little bit of research, do a little bit of keyword uh, planning. Then, if you want something uh, a little bit more explicit to do, Work on your website's meta description. A meta description is a small description of a website, of what it contains. It's basically the summary of that web page in something around 160 characters. Um, you want these to focus on your keywords, and for smaller local businesses, um, it's important to have the right keywords in that meta description. Depending on what website platform you have, you can access those uh, your meta description in different ways. But everything from the most advanced website platforms down to the easiest DIY platforms out there should allow you to manually edit your, uh, your meta description. So a quick Google search should get you some instructions or, again, message us and we'll, we'll talk you through how to get to it. Uh, Third tip on SEO is be unique, be authentic, Uh, search engines are masters at looking at massive amounts of data all at once. So uh, make sure that you are putting out good quality stuff that is different from the competition. You don't want to be cookie cutter here. Search engines look for unique content. Um, I think we're on number four here, fourth tip, uh, is to be active everywhere. So that means go on social media. Uh, if you have a blog, post to it regularly. Make sure you're staying active. You're putting out regular content. You are um, you're alive online. Search engines will look at you versus another company. See that you're posting regularly. See that you are you are active on social media versus the competition, which hasn't posted anything in five years, and they're going to direct. All of that traffic over to you versus the other guy on that point um, if you want to blog blogging can be a really great seo tool Uh, it's a nice easy way to stay active and push your keyword sets Um, but only do that if you're going to do it regularly if you're going to put out one blog post irregularly some a couple weeks apart some a couple months apart then maybe think about a different way of being active online. But if you can stick to it and put something out once a week, once a month, whatever your schedule is, uh, then it can be hugely beneficial to you, your business, and your search engine rankings. But basically, across the board, content. Content is key. Produce good, relevant, regular content for your business while always keeping your keywords uh, and the research that you did at the very beginning in mind. And that's kind of a beginner's approach to SEO. Uh, if you have any questions on that, you want me to dive into any of those, we can talk SEO for hours. So please message us, email us, uh, throw your questions in the comments. But for now, I'll, I'll, I'll stop on the SEO rant uh, and move on to the next question. Let's see, Mike. How are you doing over there?
0: I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I got a, I got a couple more minutes here. We got a, a couple things I got to do for a client real quick. But
1: uh oh, all right. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> nothing's on fire. I, uh, but we're good. I can get it done here before noon.
1: All right. Well, we can just go ahead and uh, wrap up this show. Thank you okay. for everyone tuning in. Um, I did want to put one announcement on there. We have had uh, this little scroller going down at the bottom of the screen um, that is talking about our free local business online toolkit. Uh, We're putting that out as just our little part to help businesses, uh, you know, stay alive and thrive during this crazy time. Um, This toolkit uh, includes tons of resources, articles on a lot of the things that we talked about today. Um, it comes with some tools to help you manage your reviews, to uh, manage your different social media accounts, tons of analytics on SEO, on your website, on how your social media posts are performing. So a lot of metrics and great tools to help you do what we were talking about today, uh, measure it, and make sure you're being effective. So I'm going to go ahead and put a link in the comments down here. Um, you can just go to wildmanweb.com. Slash L-B-O-T, standing for Local Business Online Toolkit. Uh, There's a small form there. Just put your information in. We'll sign you up for free. Uh, There is a limited number of these things. So uh, I think we're going to be giving out about 300 for the state of Kansas over the next couple of months. Uh, This offer is valid through June 30th. So uh, again, check out wildmanweb.com slash L-B-O-T for the free Local Business Online Toolkit. Uh, thank you, Mike, for joining us today. Hopefully we answered a couple of questions um, and we will be back live soon. So in the meantime, send your questions to askwildman at wildmanweb.com and we'll try to get to them as soon as possible.
0: All yep. right. Everybody have a good day. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com.